0: These one-score losses that we had this year, they were one-score games for the vast majority of the games. So, like, they actually felt like we had a shot.
1: 45, 50, 45, 40, 30 30. he's
2: go! Holy cow! turn
1: this stadium inside out. Tony White is sticking around. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah,
2: holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> when all of those rumors started floating around for the USC job, I Which, started shitting my pants a little is, bit. The
0: thing is, they weren't even reports, they were rumors, because yeah. it was just message yeah. board bullshit. Uh, but also, he I... fucking
2: deserves the race. Yeah. Like, Give him the money. Give him more money. Yeah. Hire him a daily masseuse. Do whatever you need to.
1: I heard that there was an actual contract available for him to sign. I heard nothing like that. Oh. I, who that, knows? That, that doesn't I mean really I'm said, right. I just, just said rumors.
2: Yeah, but whatever I, there was. Yeah, and ultimately, he who cares? He's stayed. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad he's staying, and I, I feel like even if it was just rumors and message board stuff, his agent earned his money. Yeah, getting, a, getting for that sure. one out there. But you know, you you got a guy who's getting looked at for multiple head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. Maybe he decided not to take those. He could have been offered them. Because you can't tell, tell me that San Diego State wanted to hire Sean Lewis over him. Well, I could. Because he's so? an experienced head coach. Well, I, get, I get it. He's and he was an really good coach. at Kent State. He was.
0: And Sean he Lewis was. wants to get the fuck out of Boulder. Well, and, like, like some other people from the
1: sides <laughs> <league. laughs>
2: And I also have to imagine a lot of teams are seeing that it was just one season. That's one thing that we kind of forget, is it was just one season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not forgetting
1: it. He also was, I mean, he was successful with Syracuse. Yeah. That's yeah. why he got this job here. Yeah. But you, you give him another year to, you, I don't think you can replicate the same amount of improvement Year no. over year, because we'd be the number one defense in the country if that happened. Yeah,
2: yeah. But by you give double. him, you give
1: him a second year. <laughs> you with can't a lot jump a hundred
0: more spots when <laughs> you're ranked 14th. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: you give, you give him another year with these guys and, and some of the other guys that we've got coming in and the guys that have you know that they pumped the brakes on to redshirt them a little bit because yeah. we had enough guys. There's gonna be some fun stuff going yeah. down this next year yep. on defense. Uh, but we want to recap the season before we jump into previewing the offseason here. Um, you know, the Iowa game is what it is. We we said we didn't really want to do an Iowa breakdown just
2: simply because it was pretty much a culmination of the entire season. I just don't think I could do another breakdown like that. It's just (laughs) another heartbreaking loss.
0: Well, we kind of said it was like, if we're just going to do an Iowa breakdown and then do a separate season recap, it's going to be very hard to not just go into recapping the season when this game was a lot like some it, of the other was, games. Like I said, it was so the culmination it's like, of the entire yeah.
1: season by itself. Yeah. It was so fitting that it ended on a turnover. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it was wildly disappointing that it ended the way that it did as far as us not getting the defensive stop. Uh-huh. But we kind of talked about that a little bit over this last week of just kind of reflecting on the season as a whole. The defense had several opportunities down the stretch to make stops in crucial moments at the end of games that they didn't. Wisconsin, Iowa, Maryland, all of them happened basically the same way. The defense was like, we just needed one more possession out of the defense, and we could have got it done. Minnesota. You yeah. look at Minnesota. You look at the, the the goal line or the fourth and one and a half on the four yard line in the Wisconsin game, where they decided to go for it because they're like, no balls, no babies. We got this, and they did. And you know, I think I think that's a big difference between what. This year's Nebraska team was, and the fact that we're still getting over all that scar tissue from the, the Frost era and the mental weakness, I think. Yep. And looking at a Wisconsin team in that moment, that you know, they were kind of using the Nebraska game to remember, hey, we actually aren't that bad. We were a nine-win team not that long ago. We know how to win games. Yep. Let's go do it.
2: I, I really do think that it was more of a mental thing for them than anything else. They, were, they clearly had the ability to make those stops. I mean, you held Maryland to ten points in the total game. We have a major goal game. line yeah.
0: stand against Illinois.
2: Yeah, all of that. You know, they, stuff the, like that. They had the ability. It was just they weren't there mentally. If if there was ever they a weren't there when we needed them the most yeah. at you the end of the, the game.
1: You asked this question starting in like week four. Is the defense ever going to give up on the offense? If there's, look, reflecting at the over the whole season, if there's ever moments where it feels like the defense gave up on the offense. It was in those moments at the end of the games where it's like, Jesus Christ, guys, you
0: did it again. I know what you mean, but I struggle using the words "gave up." But That's I, fair. I get your point. I, I don't think maybe you're... deflated because of the offense. Yes, I, I'm just saying those words together makes it, it sound it sounds I, intentional.
2: I also just I think, knew what you meant. Yeah. I, I think it's way more that they gave the offense so much throughout all of those games,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the offense just did nothing with it.
1: Yeah. Well, when you look at how they happened. Yeah. They they were gash run plays. Well hell, the defense literally
0: gave Nebraska the ball with a minute and a half left. Yeah. At midfield. Yeah. And what'd they do with got it? Got the turnover we needed. Yep. Nothing. So it's so like
2: you got the turnover we needed, and then I don't know what do with
1: this. Let me throw it to an Iowa player. <laughs> so that's the Iowa recap, guys. <laughs> that's um, it. we're going that's right, right into the questions on this because we want to get into recapping the whole season. Yes. Nebraska rushing
0: touchdowns, one and a half. Obviously, the under, the zero on that one. Um, BJ Vegas and myself took the under. The fans were at 50-50, so they couldn't decide. Deacon Hill completion percentage at 60%. Boy, oh boy, did he not come close to that. 39.2%.
1: Everybody took... Is that his BMI, or is that... (laughs) Jesus, yeah. He's
2: he's fatter than that. (laughs) No, that's why 39% I was,
0: body <laughs> fat? That's <laughs> why it was at Jesus. 60%. Oh,
2: God.
0: Yeah. Fuck, we're Every, getting into my range now. His, his
2: footprints are still on that field.
0: <laughs> Jesus,
1: fuck,
2: man.
0: Everybody took the under on that one. Uh, who will have more rushing yards, Lashawn Williams or Emmett Johnson? Uh, that was not close. Lashawn Williams had 111. Emmett Johnson only had 27. Had 22 of them on that last, last drive. Matt Vegas and myself took Williams. Iowa total offensive yards 245 and a half. That was pretty close with the over on 257. Everybody took the under on that one, so everybody got that one wrong. What will be more? Iowa linebacker Jay Higgins tackles, or Iowa offensive points? Iowa had more points because Higgins only had eight tackles. Uh Matt and myself took the points. Nebraska turnovers one and a half. We doubled that with three. Uh, BJ and myself took the over. Nebraska passing yards at 149 and a half. They had 189. BJ, you were the only one to take the over. Fans also at 50-50 on that one. And the last question was, Nebraska rushing yards of 10-plus yards or more. At three and a half. we had one 14-yard run by Chubba Purdy at the end of the fourth quarter. So that was a massive under. Myself and the fans took the under on that one. As far as our point total, going, before we go into uh, the preseason questions that we had, uh, going into the Iowa game, we were all separated by one point with BJU leading by one. And currently, I had a 6-2 and two week in the Iowa game, so I took the lead. I have 42 points. BJU have 41. Matt, you have 38. Yeah, this was rough. I
2: was, I, was, I was no balls, no babies, and apparently <laughs> I have neither.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh. Comes up short, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, it's really cool to see Kurt Ferrance let an offensive guard play quarterback. You, just don't, <laughs> you don't see that in college football that often, at least not at D one.
2: Well, you didn't really see it at Iowa either. He was no. just there.
1: I mean, he got he got a stand in though. It was good for him. Good for him. <laughs> um, moving on. What do you guys? What, what are you guys' uh, initial? gut reactions. Put yourself back in August. Think about where you were then to right now. What is your gut reaction? One sentence about this season. God damn the defense and goddamn the offense.
0: <laughs> uh honestly kind of what I expected. Different journey to get the to the destination, but the destination was still the same. Sure.
1: I know I know I know that I know that we record wise kind of turned out where we all like, I think we were all bottom end of where we where we expected. I said six and six, but then I said if I had to get off
0: of the five hundred train, I would have trended closer to yeah, five and seven. You did.
1: You did. I. Uh, I think. I think for me, the biggest, the the one sentence that I would say is, "Jesus Christ, that hurt," because it felt like we were building. Our momentum was there. We were building, 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 and then the roller coaster got to the top. Right after that, Illinois and Illinois and
2: uh, after October Purdue,
1: Northwestern, yeah, the October game. That that a little run Purdue Northwestern
2: and Wait, five and three is a pretty good high point. Illinois,
1: yeah. And and then instead of it being an awesome roller coaster ride right after that, it was just shit. The the track fell apart and we're all dead. Well, we made the comment
0: going in in <laughs> November, we could see them going four and zero, oh, and we could also see them just as easily going zero oh and four. You know, unfortunately, what? they. Chose
1: the latter. We yeah. asked the question, can Matt Rule match Scott Frost's four and two record in the back half? And looking at it and the way we had been playing at that moment, we thought for sure. And it just it was one more disappointment after another that you know, we you've you've brought it up a couple different times, but you said, you know, these one score losses felt different this year than I, they had. The, to me they did. Explain it more because a one-score loss is still a one-score loss. Absolutely no, I'm, I'm not saying it didn't hurt any less. Yeah.
0: It just felt different to me because you know everybody wants to compare it to the handful of a one well, it's than a handful of one-score losses that we've had in the last handful of years. Um but to me those one-score losses most of them were not did not if you just watch the game and you don't look at the score and you have no idea what the score is, they sure as shit didn't feel like a one-score loss. Yeah. Cuz in a good chunk of those we were down by two scores for the majority of the game, and then we score late to make it a one score game, yeah to make it look better than what it actually was. I mean, I know there was an Illinois game that that way, a Minnesota game that way a couple of years ago. like these one score losses that we had this year, they were one score games for the vast majority of the games. so like they actually felt like we had a shot. Those other ones it's like, oh, you scored a garbage touchdown that. Made it look like a one-score game to make yourself feel better, so your head coach could stand up there and talk
1: about how close they are. That was the thing to me. I mean, that's not how I felt this year. Well, originally, when you asked us that question in a text, I was like, "They're all, they're all one-score losses. They they all hurt. They sting. They, you know, they all whatever emotionally." But they sting the when same. I, when I really thought about it, I'm like, the biggest difference is during the game for me. Yeah, that's what during I'm during the game about. for me. Prior to this year, it was always. Oh shit! This is exciting. Is this the turning point for Scott Frost? Finally, is this going to happen? Like, we have a chance here. This is crazy. In the fourth quarter, we actually have a chance to come come win this game. Whereas this year, it was like the entire game. I'm like, yep, nope, we got this in the bag. This is our fucking thing. And then it get to the end, and it's like, how did we just lose happening? that? Mm-hmm. How did this happen? That's yeah. why I say it just felt different. The sting was still the I'm same. More, I'm almost more angry this year, though. Yeah,
2: it's fresher for starters. It is, well,
1: it's, it's it's fresher, but.
2: I also yeah. I, We also just came to expect a little more because of how good some of the parts of this team were.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, you can't start five and three like that, have a defense that is top tier in the country, and then expect to just lose all of your games, especially the way that we did, so close like that for the remainder of the season. Well, especially how the
0: defense played in October, yep. specifically. And again, this isn't saying the defense played like trash in November.
2: No, they still played great. But they big, didn't play for clutch. Those last drives. Yeah.
0: So it's like...
2: You've got to get the stops when the stops count. Exactly. I would say my biggest thing is that I think Rule and his staff did a good job of starting to fix the whole mental illness that's gone on as far as losing mentality, but they haven't gone all the way there yet. Mm-hmm. And some of that crept back in in the last half of the season. You had
1: to get rid of a couple more guys, I think. You had to get rid of some more of that leadership that was hangover leadership from the past.
2: Honestly, I think if we had won one more game, We'd have won more than just one more game. I, 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 yeah, think, th- if, if I think we we win we Michigan, beat State. Michigan State, yes, we continue to roll. We continue to build that confidence, like you're saying. It's,
0: it's almost like what Rule said after the Illinois game. He said, "Early in the year, we don't win this type of game." Yeah, you know, for some reason that mentality slipped off towards the end of the year. Obviously, but that's what Rule said after the Illinois swagger. game. You started to see a little swagger. You started to see
1: a little confidence that was not not ready to be backed up yet. And, and then they
0: got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. You know, I think a couple of times loss, and they're
1: like, fuck, here we go again.
0: The loss
2: to a, team, a Michigan State team that they expected to beat is really kind of what did uh-huh. yeah, it. Yeah, sucked them right back down to that. Yep. Especially some of and the old they couldn't guys. get out of it. You know, we talked a lot about this and I think it's
1: kind of crazy that he was the only guy named to an all-conference team. But Reimer, I kind of talked about, after he came back from the injury, he, he didn't look physically uncapable but he didn't look like the same player. He didn't look like he was playing with as much fire. He didn't look like like, on the field, he didn't look at, like he was firing dudes up as much or talking as much. Maybe I was reading too far into stuff, but because he still had some great games after he came back. Yeah, he
0: played really well. It, it kind of seems to me like him being the o- specifically the only guy, but also, he didn't like have the most stellar season that he's ever had. No, he didn't. Not mm. just with the injuries, but just in general. And that's not necessarily to blame him, because the way we played our defense with so many different yeah. guys, that was just the and, factor and it was. He had, he had competition in his spot. It almost felt like... Because he's a senior and he's done this was like, hey, on your way out the door, here's your award, you know, career achievement award type thing. Like you deserve this for what you did for
1: your years of service at Nebraska. Especially when you look at just pure stats. How he got in over Gifford, I have no idea. I have no idea. But either way, cool that we got one guy on. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy to see that. I don't think Reimer, you know, I don't I don't see him getting a shot in the NFL, do you? Probably not. I mean, he'll, he'll get a camp at least. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll
0: get a shot, I guess, if you want to call it that. It'll work out. He might I don't that know that he'll get drafted. Deal. Yeah.
1: Outside of, outside of just simply being disappointed and ready to move on, do you guys have anything else on this season that you wanted to talk about? Well, right. I, w- I would ask this question What is good, bad, and ugly
0: for this season? And you can go off individual players, you can go
2: position groups, you can go off the board, whatever. I think the good is pretty glaringly obvious, the defense. Tony White, specifically, and just the phenomenal way that they played 95% of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously got to exclude the Michigan game. Yeah. That's bad. But yep. the rest of the games, they were top tier. Yep. Outside would, of those last few I plays. would
1: tag on to that and, and say that a big part of that defensive good is the way that they prove that they can develop guys yeah especially on the defensive side of the ball.
2: quickly mm-hmm. and
1: and i will say this on the offensive line we saw some good development on the offensive line this year having a second year with raiola clearly helped bryce benhart yep. i think ben scott played a great season as well um the, the rest of the guys that were out there i mean new he took a whole year off and he had come back and like he was away from the team for a full season and he came back and I didn't think he played bad. I didn't think no. he played great. He played about where he was when he was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. He's gone now. Um, and the left side of the line was just injury after injury after injury. I, we never even really heard that Jenkins ended up going out and didn't play in the last game. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what. I never I never heard. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're second and third string left guard and second and third string left tackle for the last four games of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I thought the development on the offensive line and the development that they showed all over the defense was fantastic. Uh, that's, that's my big good, is just the development in them being able to at least identify skill sets on the defensive side of the ball. Good. My good, is, I'm going to go generic.
0: My good is October. <laughs> <'Cause>, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was good too. For the first time in a long time, number one, we had a three game winning streak, but also we strung together. Like, good football. Yeah. For an entire month, an you can literally month? say an entire month. Yep. I don't care that there was only three games in that month. Whatever. So, other than obviously your two, your uh, I, I love that you brought up the offensive line. That was kind of close to what I. Other than the obvious of the defense, I kind of just wanted to give the offensive line. It almost didn't a credit. need to be said,
2: yeah. but that um, was clearly the best part of the. But yeah,
1: season. generically, I would say my good is October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad would have to be everything that we saw on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to identifying skills from a, a quarterback perspective uh-huh. what they did with that quarterback room that's that's it's 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 bad my ugly is going to be the injuries just because uh, the turnovers? Well, no. My ugly is going to be the injuries because I think the injuries played a lot bigger. Factor. You can you can say turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I feel like the injuries didn't get enough talk and weren't given enough weight in the conversation about how bad this offense was. I
2: don't know, dude. Every team has injuries. Every team has injuries, but some every injuries team...
1: knock you out of the playoffs. So yep. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> every team is. not That's well. why we're not in the
0: playoffs. That's We're not in the playoffs. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the playoffs. We nailed
1: it. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> no, it, 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 most teams are not down to their second, third, or fourth string players at seven or eight positions. Well, and offense.
0: also uh, some of those teams, they can afford to lose those because
1: they have yeah.
2: talent. Nope, when, when, you're a,
1: when you're a patchwork I program a patchwork program, I think Rule is starting point, to
2: fix that, too. Yeah,
1: that's, that's the big thing. When you're a patchwork program at this point, first year, new head coach, didn't get to bring, you know, he didn't come in and Deion Sanders did. He did not flush it and bring in all of his own guys. Yep. So he's dealing with guys with hangover injuries. With, Except he did bring in like 60-something guys. He did bring in he didn't bring a bunch of guys. Brought in a lot. But, but yes. he also is a guy who wants to develop and he wants to preserve as much of that red shirt and as much of that, hey, sit back and watch how it's done mm-hmm. before we try and bring you out here, the old-school mentality developing players. And so that's, that's why I specifically point to what they did with the quarterback room as being my bad because they missed. They whiffed bad. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to go to those pe- those those people that keep bitching about Casey Thompson or what if what if what if. I think if Casey Thompson was still here, he would have struggled this year with turnovers. Yes, just as bad, but not for the same reason. More so because of the fact that our offensive line is like on average eight inches taller than him, and he couldn't see the middle of the field. And who did who would he have to throw to? At two, I mean there were there were guys getting open in games that. If he was putting the ball out there, we would have scored some more touchdowns. Maybe. Um, there were some, you know, he had good connections with Trey Palmer last year because he was simply chucking the ball up and Trey was fast enough to get behind him and get out there and do it. We had guys to do that. We just didn't have a quarterback to throw the ball.
2: Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. My bad is the quarterbacks. Yes, they did a bad job coaching them. In fact, I'd say the quarterbacks were aggressed throughout the season, all of them, including the third string. Um, but.
1: I don't know that you could say Chubb would rest.
2: I'd say. He in, literally
1: only played in the. I mean,
0: well, he did play a little bit. Two and a half Colorado games game, but
2: Yeah. He looked worse towards the end of the Iowa game than he did at the beginning of the Wisconsin game. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. So. It,
1: I, is that is that a product of the fact that they didn't have any tape on him?
2: Could be. I mean, it definitely We've talked doesn't. about that mm-hmm.
1: before where. A lot of backup quarterbacks in the NFL, they look great for their first start. Well we but talked about it going into, into the Iowa like games.
0: We said I was gonna have a full game of tape on yeah. him. Yeah.
2: And I I I'm not gonna sit here and shit on him because obviously he was still the better quarterback yes. of three. But he still
1: looked like a quarterback.
2: if you look at how Harburg played towards the beginning of the season, towards the end of the season, he looked considerably worse. Not only in his decision making skills, but also he just didn't look like the same player running wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd say that's the bad and the ugly. It has to be the turnovers, just yep. as a team, yep, being awful. I mean, special teams turnovers, quarterbacks obviously turning the ball over, inopportune turnovers from the running backs. Like Something I was going to
1: point to, though, was the fact that you remove the quarterbacks and you look at We just, don't have
2: a bad season. You, well, you remove
1: the quarterbacks' turnovers, and the turnovers from the running backs and the wide receivers, that stuff got better throughout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you, look at, if you look at the— The change in the style of turnovers for the last four games of the season, we went from not throwing that many picks, and everything was fumble, 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 to we were holding on to the ball pretty well. Yep. Yeah. But all of a sudden, we were throwing it to dudes that didn't have red and white on a
2: lot. We we led the country (laughs) in turnovers. Yeah. That was ugly. By far. Yeah, Yeah. What do you got for yours? Uh,
0: My bad and ugly can be very interchangeable. One of them is exactly what you guys brought up because I could literally make an argument that this one is bad and ugly, and this one over here is also bad and ugly. So I'll just name the two, and you guys can figure out which one's bad and which one's ugly. Uh, Quarterbacks, obviously. All of them, top to bottom, left to right, whichever way they were. That's one of the two. The other one, since I went with October being the good, I'm going to go with November. (laughs) Because there were times that it was ugly. And it was also really bad. Yeah. So, like I said, if I'm going to go generic and say good for October, November was not.
1: If you're going to throw out just games for being the ugly or the bad, I think you almost have to, like, tack on the first two weeks to, to November. Because it, it seemed like the same style ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, we were, we were up. We were, we were doing this. I mean, throw the Michigan game out. Like we said, they never even showed up to that game. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. But everything else in the middle of the season felt really good. Yep, the first two games and the end, the last four, oof, just didn't. It, it felt more like last year type ball.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have a single player that you thought was disappointing more than anything else this year? That was
0: disappointing. I
1: mean,
2: like you had high hopes let, for. Them. Let's
1: let's not say any of the quarterbacks. I'm,
0: well, I'm, I'm gonna, obviously not going to talk quarterback because we've already talked quarterbacks,
1: quarterbacks. So I was I was even going to say that, moving away from the quarterbacks, Billy
2: Kemp. That was exactly who I wanted to...
1: Billy think. Kemp, I really expected him to come, not not be a Trey Palmer type, but more of a Samari Ture type where he's smaller. He should have gotten a lot more looks across the middle.
2: I expected his utilization to be way higher than it was.
1: They waited until the last two games of the season to, to get him so many touches.
0: To play True. somewhat of a devil's advocate, just asking questions. How much of that do you put on the quarterback play, though? You gotta put some of it on there.
2: Definitely some of it, just, but I mean, we, we talked a lot about how Harburg was only accurate within five yards. That's where Billy Kemp should have been supreme.
1: Lives. It's where he eats.
2: And he, I mean, he was... I, I you said it multiple it times. He could not get himself open yeah. in a lot of games. There was zero... Like, he was quick when he had the ball, but he did not receive the ball well. Yeah.
0: I honestly don't know if there was a player that i was i can look at and just go yeah i'm very disappointed that i mean i'm that's not that is not me saying i'm was pleased with all of the play but i don't know what my i don't think my expectations were that high anyway so it's kind of like i wasn't thinking about somebody being like an all-star type player in either way i don't really know that anybody
1: off the top of my i mean Maybe I could say Alvano. just I was because to say, because, the other two that I would mention are Buscini and Alvano.
0: Because one of the things that we asked in our, one of our preseason shows was, who is the newcomer that you think needs to be the best? Like that, And I, re, I know I said Alvano, because
1: we need a kicker. We need a
0: reliable kicker.
1: The thing is, we had a reasonably reliable kicker last year. Yeah. And he was still on the roster. Why he didn't get more of an opportunity when Alvano kept missing
0: that stuff, I don't understand. So so I guess, you know, thinking and talking my way through it, I'd probably say
2: Albano. Inversely, is there anybody who way um, no, overachieved? Oh, give us yours. I did, Billy Kemp. He agreed with you. Yeah. He was like, okay. H- hands, I was asking that because of Billy Kemp. Yeah. I was, clearly, I was incredibly high on him this year, and oh. I d- did not meet my expectations. Inversely, anybody on the team that just way overshot the bucket and you guys were super impressed with this year? Uh,
0: I will take this probably away from you and say Bryce Benhart. <laughs> that's not that's not where I was going with it. Actually, I mean, and I'm saying that. And granted, maybe there's some other guys that might be higher on the list, but a guy that has been shit on so much, not just oh, by, yeah. us,
2: by us, specifically by us, you right a
0: <laughs> lot. But honestly, everybody,
1: yeah, everybody should. No on Bryce longer Benhart. A big bitch, Bryce Benhart. So. He's still a big bitch. The way that he played this year,
0: you know, you brought up the offensive line earlier about how much better they were than a lot of people were expecting. I think in asking... That a lot of people give them credit for. That too. But I think in asking that question, I think he deserves to be shouted out. So I'll go with Bryce Benhart on that question. He was honorable mention in Big Ten, wasn't he? Yeah. I I don't remember. Him and Ben Scott. I didn't look at the offensive line. Him and Ben Scott. Honestly, when that... When the offensive team came out, I didn't even bother looking at it because Nebraska didn't belong to be on it. So him, him and Ben Scott were uh,
1: honorable mention, I believe. Okay, what about you? Um, for me, I, honestly, I have to I have to go with probably two to three guys, and I can't really
2: pick any of the three of them. Which means he's definitely going to pick one of the guys I had in mind. It's well <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm
1: going defensive line because I think Hotmaker for sure. He was a dude that. I'm going to be dead honest. I didn't know his fucking name before the season started. I didn't think, like, I knew, I knew he was a big guy. I knew he was probably going to be playing in the rotation, but to be as dominant as he wound up being all season long. Yeah. And by, by the end of the year, every announcer, we're, we're, we're in games against Wisconsin and Iowa, and they're talking about how we have the most dominant interior defensive line guys in the Big yeah. Ten.
2: We All three of us were so high on Ty Robinson coming into the season, we kind of just overlooked him.
1: Well, not necessarily. We didn't overlook him. He also, you have to remember, he didn't start even playing or practicing until the third week of fall camp. In our preseason show, we brought up both
0: Hutmaker and Robinson and said, they need to be the guys that we recruited them to be. I mean... Robinson was playing. We said
1: that, but we really honed in on Ty Robinson yeah. as being yes.
0: the at, most
2: important player. At, for at least year. for me, I, I expected Robinson
0: was playing a lot last year. And I mean, he was one of our main guys, but he wasn't like the four-star guy that we recruited out mm-hmm. of Arizona. Um, we needed him to be that guy because I mean, we all know I was terrified of the depth of the defensive yeah. line, and obviously they shot through the moon. Yeah. Um. And in in part of. That defensive line being better than what I was scared of is Ty Robinson being the guy that we needed him to be, and mm-hmm. he was that and then some.
2: He was that and then some, and he
1: was overshadowed by Huttmucker. at times. I think at t- towards the end of the year, Ty Robinson really he like, really got the last his name two out there. Games especially. Yeah. he was really pushing. Like I think that if he wanted to, he would be a six, seventh round type. It was almost draft like selection this year when when one of them was having, and I don't
0: even want to say a bad game, but bad comparatively speaking, it was Ty Robinson that was shining, and then Ty Robinson might not shine, and then Hutmiker's shining. Yeah. You know, it was literally
1: a give and take there. Yeah. I thought they were both playing. I don't know both that any, really either well. one of them outshined the other one. The other two that I was going to mention on the defensive line are just our, our true freshman, Lenhart and, and Principal. Those guys both Whoop. say say it Whoop. They, Whoop. <laughs> your mommy yelling yes, <laughs> they both I mean t- to come in and play by the end of the season they were they were important it was important that they were in the game yeah. they were game changing players by the end of the season by the end of their true freshman season that's you don't see that in in high end defenses anywhere in the country that often, yeah, and that's freaking awesome that we get to see that. And it, it's only going to speak to, hey, look what you can do. Hey, big recruits. We, we, you know, we pulled in Grant Bricks this week. That's a huge get for our offensive line. And it's, it's, you can point to what they did with Lenhart and uh, Prince Will and just simply say, hey, look, just because you're an incoming true freshman doesn't mean you're not going to get an opportunity, and we're going to let you play if you win that opportunity. Well, and not just that on defense. You can go on
0: offense. Malachi Coleman. And granted, some of this might have been because of so the injuries on wide receivers. Those
1: guys didn't, but still, didn't get where they got because of injury.
0: You're right. But, like a guy, for instance, a guy like Jalen Lloyd. This is only the second year that he's ever played football. And I didn't know that. He's, That's in, there, he's in there as a true freshman catching 50-yard bombs, one of only two players to catch three or more 50-yard passes with a guy that maybe people have heard of, Marvin Harrison Jr., so, like, you know, this is a guy he'll that be, is... He'll be sitting
1: <laughs> in New York for the Heisman. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is a Not guy that it, but. is a true freshman and getting on the field. Again, maybe he only got on the field because of injuries, but he got out there and he shined. Yes. So, you know, you can play if you're good enough in the system, and rule will put you out there.
1: Well, there's, there's some offensive linemen that are coming in this year. I'll bet we get to see them play. Well, bit. but the thing is... It's, we got so, some good dudes that have been sit back waiting. To there's it.
0: also a good chunk of them are coming back, so it's like yeah. trying to squeeze them in there somewhere. I'm not going to say it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be well, a shoe in that they're going to
1: play. You're not going to get to see Teddy Prochaska put as many question marks on Matt Rule's yeah. face next year and continue to start. Mm-hmm. You're 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 going to have to you're going to see him have to grow up real. And quick. is Bricks a tackle?
0: Bricks is a tackle. Okay. Bricks is. I thought I thought he was. I I knew that he was big. I just didn't know the exact numbers. I thought he was a tackle, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. And by
1: by the way, uh, fuck Iowa, uh, we stole your number one recruit in state. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that Bricks? Yeah. I, I didn't know where he was. Yeah, still. he's he's a top one hundred player. Okay, that huge, huge, huge. That was a, that was a big get. You look at you look at what we're bringing in on the offensive line next year. It's more exciting than the year that we got Ben. The, if you remember, that was yep. a good offensive. Oh, yeah, line. yeah, no, was. This is bigger. This is bigger than that. Okay. You guys have anything else for this season well, recap, or did, can we say fuck off? Did you want to th- go through the preseason questions real quick? Oh, yes, yes. Tell us you want it, Jed. Uh,
0: <laughs> defensive questions, opponent third down conversion percentage, I had it 38%. That was really close. The under hit at 36.6%. Everybody but me had that one. Uh, Luke Reimer tackles 96.5, trying to get him to the number two all-time tackles list. Uh, didn't come close. Not
1: even Close, Jesus. Uh,
0: not really by any fault of him, but, you know, the way the it was. Didn't help.
1: Yeah. We were playing, and the fact that he missed, what, three games? Yeah, yeah something like that. Something like that. Uh, he only had 48. Everybody
0: took the over on that one because nobody thought that we'd have 100 guys get, like, seven tackles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even close. <laughs> uh, defensive takeaways, 19 and a half. We, uh, the under on that one, we had 14. I was the only one who took the under on that one. Players with double-digit tackles for loss—one and a half—we had zero. Um, what? For real? Ill? We had a lot of
1: guys that were close. Do you, do you know who the
0: tackles for loss leader was?
1: I would have to imagine Lenhart. No, no. Jamari Butler at eight and a half. Oh, okay.
0: Which was kind of weird. Like I know that he had a really good season, but I don't know that I like heard his name on a consistent basis. Like, yeah, he, like he you was- heard a Lenhart or Prince will. Robinson, Huttmaker, yeah. any of the linebackers, you know. which they all, they all had their share of tackles for loss, too. Yeah, he had eight and a half tackles nope, for loss. Got up so. there. Nash had eight, so he was second. But um, I was the only one to take the under on that one. Defensive sacks, uh, 25 and a half. They had 32, a lot more than that. Uh, you brought up a two-to-one shot bet for that one against me um, on them getting over 30. I took that bet, so I owe you two shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody but me took the over on that one, so I
1: lost that one. Well, you didn't have near the faith in our defense that, like, I didn't have. There were a I, just wasn't, of I just wasn't I sure about the we transition. I didn't have faith that we were going to be like top tier defense. Exactly, good, but I thought we were going to be better. I thought, <laughs> I thought we'd be better. We better. <laughs> I didn't think that we'd be what we were. Yes.
0: yes. Uh Pass plays of 20 plus yards allowed at 34 and a half. We only allowed 25. We had a, uh, you brought up a double or nothing shot bet on this one uh, that we would be under 30. And I thought that we'd go under 34 and a half. I did not think we'd go under 30, so I denied that one. So I still owe you the two shots. <laughs> I did win that one by taking the under. Me and the fans did, but I didn't win the shot bet. Uh, punt returns of 10 plus yards, six and a half. Yeah, that's not close, considering our longest was eight yards.
1: Uh, Matt, that you happened had, in the last game.
0: No, it was early in the season. Oh, um, we,
1: yeah, I thought we had we had, like a, we had
0: like a combined total of eight yards. Maybe that's what. Matt, you were the only one to take the under on that one. The offensive questions, or no, also uh, the last one was field goals of 40 plus yards, four and a half. You guys thought that it was way too low of a number. We only had three. Uh, I took. I was the only one took the under Shazons. on that one. Uh, offensive questions: Who will lead the team in rushing yards? Everybody took a running back, but Heinrich Harburg led the team with only 477,
1: which is sad. Yeah.
0: Billy Kemp reception. Speaking of
1: sad, we yeah, had <laughs> think though in our pregame, in our preseason preview, like we weren't thinking about Heinrich Harburg at all. No. Yeah. No. Well, also if Irvin
0: and Grant, or well, Grant wasn't injured, but if Irvin does not get injured. He's probably leading the team in probably. rushing yards. Yeah. So, uh, Billy Kemp receptions 69 and a half, way under uh, half of that basically at 35. BJ, you were the only one who took the under. And He got nine of those in the last game. Who will lead the team in receiving yards? We had IGC, Billy Kemp, Xavier Betts. Because we again, we recorded this sh- that show th- like three weeks before the season started. Marcus Washington, a tight end or other three of those guys were out with injuries early or left. Um, Matt and the fans were the only ones that took Kemp. Touchdowns by fullbacks, because everybody was drooling that the fullback's back! Uh, they only had one, so the under. Us three were the only ones that took the under. Of course, the fans took the over. Shocked. Because fullbacks, fullbacks, fullbacks. <laughs> um, what position group will have the most touchdowns? Running backs, wide receivers, or tight ends? It ended up being a tie between running backs and wide receivers. Uh, So nobody got that one. And Nebraska points per game. Really fucking sad. 30 points was the number. We had
1: 18. Well, if you remember, when we were doing that show, we all thought, oh, the offense is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Defense is going to be a question mark. We're going to have to score a lot of points in order to make up for this defense that so we don't think Ooh. we have much of a defensive
2: line. Boy, were we We wrong. were so
1: far fucking wrong on that. It's not even funny.
0: Yep. So the final standings... Going into, after the Iowa game, I was up by one, and I ended up winning by three. Chill off. Uh, I had 48, you had 45, Matt had 44, and the fans had 39. Wow. So you beat Matt by one. Nice. And I think I remember it's, it's the like beginning of the year, you're like, loser. I'm calling it now. I'm winning. I'm cleaning up on these picks. I did. <laughs> I did. I think I opened
1: a show like that. I think I did. Uh no, it was it wasn't a bad season. It wasn't a good season. It nope. was I'm exactly
2: excited. what most of us thought it would be. Yeah. Just I'm, not how and, we thought it and was. And that's the happen. biggest
0: thing, like everybody that's like, uh, oh, this season sucked. It's just like all the other ones, disappointing. Like, okay, what were your expectations going into the season? Eleven and one. Yeah. <laughs> and also I and I'll add another question to that. How did your expectations change after we started 0 and 2 Because I guarantee you we were pro- as far as the 2. end of the season, you most of you guys thought that the expectations were pretty much what they were what they ended up being. After we started 0 and 2, a lot of those people were like
1: fire rule now blah oh, blah, yeah. blah blah. So it was like, you know what? Oh yeah, And those retards went away until like basically the end of the Wisconsin. Exactly. Game. Then they crept back out. Yep. But is what it is. It was uh it was a season. And this maybe the most unbelievable night in after football history.